Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Another treat, as you are every Tuesday, I have Miss Sarah Hartley, creator of Hall and Lane Magazine, a magazine created for real life and real women. But before we start chatting with Sarah and get to know all the details about what it takes to run a magazine and to be a woman who's killing it, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping and remind you guys to subscribe to the podcast and subscribe at brunchandslay.com if you haven't already. And most importantly, if you have not yet reviewed the podcast, I need you to pause right now. Scroll on down on whatever platform you're listening to and go ahead and give us a two-sentence, five-star review. We need it. We are growing. We're getting in front of more and more people, and it's because of you guys. So if you haven't done it yet, I know it's because you are busy, you're driving. Don't do it if you're driving, of course, but I want to make sure that you guys are reminded that we reviews make the world go round. You know how it is. If you haven't been on Yelp to review a restaurant, or if you have, which I'm sure you have, or read reviews before you even dive into a new podcast, then you know how important they are. So if you like this and you're loving it and you're listening every week, then go ahead and give us that five-star review. So thanks for that. And I want to jump right in and say hello, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. So, you know, my first question is, how did it get started? Like, let's jump right in. Tell me all about Holland Lane, your vision and what got you there. Sure. Um, so it started um, back in 2015, though I think the idea was brewing a, a little bit before that. But um, basically, the idea kind of came to me because I wanted to read about real stories that were happening. I didn't want to, I essentially didn't want to read about Instagram life. Um, you know, I wanted to see what was really happening with women and what they were struggling with and what they were going through and what they were overcoming and things like that. Um, and it kind of came to me when I was pregnant with my first son because I had a pretty miserable pregnancy and I didn't feel like I could talk about that. I felt like I had to keep telling people that things were great and I felt amazing and you know, all of these things that I just wasn't feeling. Um, and so I started to kind of talk about that a little bit on my personal blog. And through that, I had a lot of really amazing readers sending me emails and messages and things like that, just telling me that, you know, thank you for putting a voice to this because so many of them had felt what I felt and, and kind of felt the same way too, that they didn't think that they could express that. And they thought that they had to just kind of push all that down and just pretend like things were great. And so that kind of got the wheels turning and made me think that, um, you know, there, there was a need for something like this. There was a need for people to be, um, to, to read honest stories. And so that's kind of what I wanted to create with Holland Lane. And that's, um, kind of where it came from. <laughs> wow. So you have this amazing idea and you know, it's something you got to put in the world. So now what, how did it go from idea to actual publication? Um, so I'm one of those people who just kind of decides to leap <laughs> and figure it out later. And that's kind of what I've done throughout this entire process, actually. Um, and so basically what I started doing is Googling how to make a magazine. Um, I never wanted to do print. I always just wanted to be digital. Um, but that's, um, 
you know, that's, <laughs> we're obviously doing print now, so things have changed. But at the beginning, it was just that I wanted to create a, print, a digital magazine. So I figured out how I was going to design it, you know, what programs to use, which I use InDesign. And then I said, okay, well, how am I going to get it out into the world? And um, at the time, I was using a program called Issue. It's I-S-S-U-U. And they, through there, you can basically upload a, a PDF version of your magazine and they will put it on their site and host it for you and people can go there and read it for free. So, you know, it was just through a lot of Googling that I started doing that. And I talked with um, friends that I had met through blogging to ask them if they wanted to write stories. So that's kind of where the stories came from. And yeah, it just kind of took off from there. <laughs> wow. Well, thank God for Google University, right? What would we right? do? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so exactly. you, were, you were already blogging. Yes, I have been blogging personally since about 2011, I think. Oh, wow. Wow. So where did the name come from? It's so unique. Um, it's actually a play on the cross streets of my house. Um, and in full disclosure, I don't completely love it. But, <laughs> um, you know, at, at this point, it is what it is. And, um, you know, you, when you think of this kind of stories that we tell in the magazine, you tend to tell these stories like in the comfort safety of your own home. And so I guess it kind of works out because, you know, it's a play on my home. So I guess that works, but <laughs> it can be a little bit hard for people to remember or say and things like that. So I probably would have put a little bit more thought into it had I thought that it was going to grow into what it is now. Wow. So, I mean, I love the fact that you kind of tapped into the community you were already a part of and you were able, was that difficult at first to get all those folks on board to create different articles and things of that nature? Surprisingly, no. Um, we've been very lucky in that we've never really had trouble finding contributors, even at the very beginning. Um, and I don't know if it's because I went to the people that, um, you know, I, I knew pretty well that I felt, you know, would, would say yes and would um, be happy to share their stories, um, or if I just got really lucky. But um, thankfully, we've we've always had a really good amount of people wanting to write for us. So it's that's been really, really great. So you have tons of content and you have each issue is, is quarterly, right? Yes, it is. And you literally have themed issues. So how do you come up with your themes? Um, I wish I had a scientific process to share or something, but really it's just like a word will come to me and I'll think, okay, that would be great. Like that could be a lot of different stories could be written on this topic. A lot of people could have different types of stories to share. So it's just kind of like a, a word will come to me and I'll go run to my team and say, hey, how about this? And I'll be like, that's great. So it'll kind of go from there. <laughs> so you mentioned your team. How large is your team? Um, there is three of us, um, and I always talk about how I have the most amazing team because um, none of none of us are paid on the team, um, and the two other team members that are with me have been with me from the beginning. Their names are Mia and Jess, um, and their roles have kind of evolved throughout the past three and a half years, but um, at this point, Mia is our editorial manager, and so she mostly works with our contributors. She'll, um, you know, we will read through the submissions that we get together, and then she'll go through and talk with the contributors and tell them, you know, word counts and things like that. Um, and she'll do follow-ups and deadlines. And she also helps me with, um, she puts together like all of our blog stuff, and she helps me with writing newsletters. And also, um, we now together do a writing membership program called HL Writes. So that's, you know, she kind of works with me on all of that stuff as well. And then Jess handles um, the majority of our Facebook stuff. So she handles like our main business Facebook page. And she also um, is a large part of our Facebook community group that we have too. So, but um, without those two, the, the magazine wouldn't still be running because there's no way I could do all of this by myself myself. 
No, I'm glad you talked about that because that's the lesson. Honestly, all this time in my life, I, I, I didn't realize I had a problem asking for help. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I didn't realize that until probably these last three or four months. I have a girlfriend who is like always booked to capacity, like always busy, but she never like freaks out. And I really <laughs> got to hang around her a little bit more. And I saw that it's because she has this huge village of women who believe in her dreams. Uh-huh. And I thought I've had plenty of times with friends, other folks say, Hey, do you need help? And I'm like, no, no, I got it. Like even on the day of an event, most of the time it's just me, maybe at my sister or a couple of volunteers or something along that lines. But I didn't realize how much I was missing by not having people really truly help. So I'm glad you said that. Um, yeah, I think it was very difficult for me. I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that, um, just asking for help because it's like, you know, we, we feel like this is our dream and so we should be, you know, able to do it all, but it, it's really hard. It is. And I'm yeah. so protective. It's like, as soon as I like, I protect my peace, like nobody's business, you know? <laughs> and as soon as I talk about my baby, which is my business and my dream, and I get a look that looks questionable, I'm like, why did I even tell them? Why, right. why did I even go there? You know? <laughs> right. Yep. So yeah, because I, of that, I've always been reluctant to bring other people in because most of the time people who are really willing to give you their time for free are passionate and yes. they want to put their stamp on it too. And I had a problem with allowing them to sprinkle their magic on my magic, which now I get is like, girl, that's what it's all about. Like, <laughs> let, them, let them share that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I feel super lucky because I always felt the same way too. Like I'm very protective of this magazine. Like this is my dream. Um, you know, and so letting people come in and, and kind of have opinions and stuff, I, I thought would be really hard, but but now, you know, three and a half years later, Jess and Mia love this as much as I do. And so I never have to question their passion. You know, they always want exactly what I do, like what's best for the magazine, what's, you know, what's going to be best for everybody involved. And um, I love having these two people who are so passionate about it to bounce ideas off of because otherwise it's just me sitting there going, well, what should I do? Should I do this or should I do this? And it's like, you know, having those two, at least I can ask them for their opinions too. And that's been super helpful. Yeah. So, hey, Jess and Mia, keep killing it. Y'all are doing a great yes. job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now, not only are you this woman who's created this mass publication, you are a wife and a mother. Yes. How on earth are you? I know you have their help, but I know still that's still not enough. How are you making this happen? How are you juggling this? Um, I don't know that I'm juggling it. I feel like, you know, every, like every day I'm throwing one ball up in the air and like, that's kind of what I have to focus on. I don't know. Um, I, up until the beginning of this year also had a full-time job in addition to running the magazine and, and being a mom and all that as well. So, um, I thought when I left my full-time job, when I had my second son that I would have more time, which is just completely ridiculous and not true. <laughs> um, so now it's, it's a lot of, um, just kind of balancing things with my husband. Luckily he is basically the most supportive person on the planet. Um, and so when I need, you know, he, he can kind of tell when I start to get to that overwhelmed point. And, you know, it's like, if I need to, if I need to say, okay, after dinner, I just have to go and work. Like, you know, we'll put the baby to bed and then I need to go to work and I might be working until midnight and, you know, he'll, he'll take care of my, my other son and, and put him to bed. And I, you know, won't really see them except to say good night. So, um, he's basically the reason I'm able to keep it going at home. Um, you know, he never makes me feel like I'm kind of dropping the ball anywhere or anything like that. So that's, that's been helpful because I don't have as much guilt as I think I might otherwise. 
Um, oh, you said something there. Oh my gosh, let's talk about that guilt. And that's first of all, <laughs> let's give your husband like kudos. I, I totally get it. And people think, seem to think that um, a lot of men aren't that supportive of women's dreams. I think men love to see their wives flourish or their partners. Yes. And yes. And I mean, what makes them happy? Who does? Yes. What kind of husband doesn't want to see that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful thing. And I, we probably need to figure out a way to kind of shine a light on these guys because there's so many amazing women I've met along this path since we've launched Brunch and Slay. And I know that there are a lot of huge cheerleaders and supportive of spouses and partners cheering them on and, and helping them get to the finish line. So I, I just think that's an amazing thing. And to be able to pursue your dreams because you know that home is taken care of. I mean, a lot to be, there's a lot to be said about that. Oh yeah, completely. So now we are in, um, I don't want to totally date this podcast, but we're, <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the home stretch. It's almost the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and we're about to head into a whole new year that I'm sure you and I both never thought we'd be saying 2019 coming out of our mouth. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, we are really in this thing. Yeah, not this soon, at least. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so what are your goals for the end of the year for this last home stretch? What do you what do you what are your plans to really kill it before the end of the year? Um, that's, that's something I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, basically we, we have our, our next issue launch is coming out soon. Um, and so that's, you know, kind of our main focus right now is just trying to make sure that that goes as best it can. We've, we've been trying some new things this time, um, to really kind of push our message out there before the issue launches to hopefully make this, you know, our best launch ever. Um, and then after that, we're just kind of focusing on, um, the holidays and trying to get, um, you know, people to be interested in doing subscriptions for Christmas presents and things like that. Um, and then really we're just, we're looking forward to the beginning of 2019 because then we'll have another issue come out. So it's like, we, we don't ever really stop. <laughs> so, you know, as we're, we're approaching the end of 2018, we're also preparing for the beginning of 2019 with our issue and getting all that ready. I'll be designing the issue probably over, over the Christmas break. And yeah, so it doesn't really stop. <laughs> More Brunch and Slay after this. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Wow. Yeah. So I know that, especially with you, I mean, I get it because when you create content, you really sleep about, you sleep on it. You keep a notepad or your phone by your bed. Ideas are always coming to you. You never get to finish, especially with the holidays. People don't even know how far in advance you're planning for that content. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I totally get that. Now you've created this space, like you said, for real women with real life issues, everything from infertility to, you know, cancer and um, miscarriages, all kinds of really topics that people just typically don't talk about. Mm -hmm. To create that, I know that you have an idea of the kind of legacy you want your magazine to have. What's that legacy? Like, what do you want to be known for? Um, I want Holland Lane to be known as a safe space. Um, and I think that we're creating that both through the magazine and also through the community that we've built around it. Um, so our Facebook community has been just this amazing place for people to come and to feel safe and to talk about what they're really going through. And so I think that we are building our legacy. Um, I'm hoping, you know, obviously that we'll be able to do it on a larger scale, but that's really what I'm hoping for the future of the magazine. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, especially in this age, and we hear it all the time, you know, Instagram isn't real. And it's, it, I think Instagram gets a bad rep just because, you know, pictures just look better in a square when they look nice next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I get what everyone's saying. I do totally get it. And I think 
as humans, just like you talked about with your pregnancy, you didn't feel comfortable saying, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like wanting to be a mom or this process is just not fun. And it's not, let's just be right. real. Like, no, it's not <laughs> fun having to sleep on your back or your side for nine months. My God, right. <laughs> even after that, cause you can't really lay on your stomach right after the baby. So right. it's, it's crazy. And I think that it's so beautiful that women like you are saying, Hey, let's be real. We can be real and put pretty on it, but let's be real. Let's have these conversations. Let's get comfortable with letting people know it's hard to be a mom and a wife and an entrepreneur or a working woman and come back home. Like, I think we make it look too easy all the time. I really do. And so I commend you for giving a voice and creating a community where that voice can be heard all the time. So, you know, if I don't say it any other time, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you five gold stars. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. So I know that you probably read a lot and you probably as a blogger, a past blogger, you probably have some blogs you love and some people you follow who, uh, what blogs do you follow and magazines give you inspiration and really kind of give you what you're looking for when you need to be filled up? I'll be honest, the majority of what I read lately is like fluff because at the end of the day, my brain is just needing an escape. So like I'll pick up like some random mystery book from the library or something like that. Um, there are some some websites that I do read pretty regularly. Um, I really like Coffee and Crumbs. It's a, it's a motherhood blog. Um, and also Ashley, the woman who runs it, she has a really beautiful blog of her own. Um, I like I like style blogs just because I um, my bachelor's degree is actually in fashion. So, um, I, I like, you know, to kind of keep up with that, even, even if my day to day doesn't look so fashionable with, you know, kids and spit up. (laughs) Um, but, um, I also have recently really, um, gotten into reading more from Rachel Hollis, which I, you know, she's kind of all over the place now with her girl, wash your Facebook, but oh, um, I love her books. Yes. And I, I love what she's doing. So I love to read, you know, what, what she has going on. So yeah, I'd say those are a few of my favorites. And I haven't read that one yet. So tell me, uh, I mean, not to take away, but I've seen it in my queue. I have it in my queue. I just haven't read it yet. Did you love it? Have you read it? I did. I read it. Um, I actually would like to read it again because I feel like the first time I read it, I was just reading rather than absorbing and mm-hmm. like you know of course I, I would stop everyone somebody like oh well, yeah okay yeah <laughs> um but I feel like I need to go back because I feel like I'm gonna have so many more of those moments but I just I haven't um like I said I my brain at the end of the day I kind of just shut down with with nonsense so um, I need to get back in a space where I can truly absorb it but yeah no. it's great I definitely recommend it yeah I get it trust me I have literally I'm gonna give you my confession I've been playing Candy Crush every night like that's yeah. literally <laughs> I have to turn my brain off I literally and I just did a show about this um I just recently relocated from Houston to Dallas Mm -hmm. with our family and that took a while to just you know just relocate even if you're just moving in the same city it's hard work but when you got to change your whole life and pick up everything and we'd been there for 12 years so I literally was just an overload and then trying to run this business and still trying to be a mom and a wife I literally I had a moment like I went into like I won't say a dark place but I was in a funk and I just didn't want to do anything extra so I was playing design home on my phone and candy crush like a crazy person what's Every design night. home that sounds it's like, like fun. It's hgtv oh <laughs> you get to like it's like a mixture of candy crush but you get to design so you earn points for moving little uh shapes around and then you get to buy furniture <laughs> oh my gosh i'm totally downloading that <laughs> yeah but uh no i i, <laughs> I totally get sometimes you just want to zone out and you don't want to be on all the time and that it, it's a good thing to know how to replenish and I like to to listen to books a lot too as I'm working out or if I'm driving in the car 
uh, yeah. So as you know, the name of this brand and this podcast is Brunch and Slay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me right now, when's the last time, where's the last place you had brunch? Oh God. <laughs> um, I, oh geez. Not like actual brunch. Oh man, I couldn't even tell you. But um, I did go to breakfast. I maybe it was considered brunch because it was around like ten thirty or eleven. Um, we went to Perkins with me and my my husband and my two sons the other day, like um, over the weekend. So I guess that counts. Now you're in uh, Philadelphia. I mean, uh, yeah, you're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Perkins is that a local spot? I think so. Yeah. I think it's a chain, but it's not like, I don't think it's everywhere. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so this Saturday, let's just say your schedule is open. It's free and you can brunch with anyone in the world that are alive. Who are you brunching with? Um, can I say Rachel Hollis again? Yes, of course. <laughs> I just feel like she has so much energy and like I could use some of that right now. Um, but you know, and she, girl knows what she's talking about. So I would love to just sit and kind of like, you know, listen to what she's got going on and, and, you know, a little bit more about how she's built everything. I think that would be incredible. Yeah. And and in the spirit of giving advice, I know there's someone listening here who literally wants to start a magazine and they don't know where to begin. What advice could you share with them? Uh, the number one thing I would say is to be incredibly passionate about your idea. Um, the magazine industry is so hard. It is so, so, so very expensive. You very rarely will make a profit. Um, a, the majority, I would say 95% of the indie magazine editors that I know don't make profit no matter how long they've been in business. Um, and so if you aren't completely passionate about your idea for a magazine, don't do it because it will just kind of lead to heartache. If you are passionate about it, um, I would say just kind of start with your mission and maybe start building up an audience around what you want to do and then eventually introduce the magazine idea just so that you have that network there that can support you when you first want to start out, which I guess is actually kind of business idea for everybody. (laughs) Um, You know, have that network and then kind of see where it takes you. But um, yeah, I would say start there, do a lot of Googling, figure out exactly how you want this to go. And then just start because, you know, it's never going to be exactly how you want it to be. And you can make tweaks as you go along, but you might as well just get started. Now that's the key. Put one foot in front of the other and just do it, girl. Just do it. So now you got a lot going on, but I know you're killing it. So what area of your life would you say you're personally slaying? I'm going to say motherhood, even though I don't feel like that every day. Um, there are, I would say more days than not where I feel like I am a damn good mom. Um, and you know, there are days when I sit and cry. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Yes. But, but more often than not, I feel like I'm a good mom. I'm, I feel like I'm, uh, raising really good boys. Um, and you know, my, my oldest son, who's the only one who can really voice these kinds of things to me anyway. Um, he is such a good little person that I feel like I'm doing a good job. Oh, that's so awesome, man. All right. So where can people find you? How can they support you? We are at Hall and Lane Mag everywhere. Um, It's H-O-L-L. But we are at Hall and Lane Mag on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Um, That's the name of our website, hallandlanemag.com. So yeah, so that's where you can find us. Man, that's so awesome. It's crazy how fast this time goes by, but I'm so thankful that I got to chat with you today. 
And I now know all about your magazine, which I'm loving. And I, I got told Sarah at the beginning, you guys didn't hear, we weren't on air. Um, I, I appreciate what she's putting out there. And I love seeing women, as you guys know, just go out there and get it and walk in your space and own your truth. And I do believe when you're passionate about something, the funds will come. You know, you're building something great. It's beautifully curated. And kudos to you, man. <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. I hope that you enjoy the show. And I do hope that you go ahead and follow Sarah today and follow the magazine. And don't forget, and this is a perfect example. If she can, I can, we all can. And until next time, I am Amira and this is Punchy. Punchy.